Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Oh, g'day. Thanks for pulling on the headgear with me this morning. Or maybe it should be a helmet. Your responses in the last 24 hours on the AFL's declaration of war on the NRL here in Queensland. Wow, it has hit a nerve. Your texts, your calls, it is still popping off on social media. 13 13 55 0467 736 736 if you want to get involved with this this morning. I simply asked yesterday, what are your kids, your grandkids' experiences at school when it comes to sport? Because this is where the battle of the Steeden and the Sharon is being fought. It's the beachhead, it's the front line, it's, it's winning over the, the seven, eight and nine-year-olds primary school and who's front and center at primary schools Auskick. half an hour ago the afl boss andrew dillon launched the latest salvo from melbourne launching Auskick 2024 their target signing up 140,000 kids extra kids across the nation in queensland last year 30,000 Auskickers. it was a new record 14 percent increase so What's the NRL doing about it? I will take you to the coalface this morning. In about half an hour, Broncos legend Mick Devere. He's a development officer with the Broncos. He's out at Carina, Carina Leagues Club in that area there. What presence do they have in schools? What does it look like from Rugby League's point of view? Because yesterday and again on social media, I'll read out your comments that have come through. It is all about the AFL's influence, the planning, the strategy. They are in the hearts and minds of the kids, of the parents at primary school. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, I'll ride shotgun with you down the M12 this morning. I'm going to take a peek inside the world of Desi and Dimmer. Yeah, that's right. The Titans and the Suns. There's new coaches, new vibes, a new confidence. Both have trial games this weekend, big games as well. Sunday, it's the Titans and Eels out at Ipswich going head-to-head. We'll catch up with halfback Tanner Boyd. What a story this is. What, what has he learnt from Desi? A former Australian halfback up against, well, not up against, sorry, passing on advice to a former Australian schoolboy halfback. 
He's had a rough 12 months, Tanner. Uh, his his spot at the Titans was under question. Will Desi keep him? Well, Desi's backed him publicly. He did that before Christmas. Uh, but also injury. Injury cruelt Tanner Boyd in 2023. Not, not that you'd know it. But he played the best part of three months with a busted shoulder. Dislocated it early in the year and week in, week out. Uh, had to manage it. Sometimes there were painkilling injections and he nursed his way through until he couldn't go on anymore. Now, this is tough. This is tough stuff. He finally had to undergo the knife. When they knew the Titans were no chance of making the final, so he said, well, well I'm going to get myself right and ready for this year. But imagine that, playing three months, 15 rounds with a bung shoulder. And that leads us into our top five today. And this is where you come in. I want to know the top five performances under duress. Players in any sport who've battled on through injury and pulled it off. They go down in sporting folklore, don't they? Excuse me. I I think of Bobby Linder in that 89 state of origin game too, wasn't it? They were falling. Mal was out with a busted cheekbone. Alfie broke his leg. Bobby Linder complained of a sore leg to what? Wally said, come on, Bobby, just shut up and get on with it. It wasn't until after the match they x-rayed him and he had a busted leg as well. Played the last 20 minutes because they couldn't take him off. There was no one else to replace him. Performances under duress. Our top five today. Get involved. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, tomorrow night, the Lions and Suns play a scratch match at Springfield. Six quarters. Six, can't say quarters because six quarters. No, that doesn't work. Six terms. Six stanzas. Uh, yeah. Um, big match tomorrow night for, for both teams. We're going to see the Suns for the first time in the light of the dimmer switch. Damien Hardwick, dimmer, two-time premiership player, three-time premiership coach. What effect, what changes has he had on the Suns? We'll see it in action tomorrow night against the grand finalists, the Brisbane Lions. We'll be catching up with Nick Holman. He's the heart and soul of the Suns. He's been there for the best part of a decade. What changes has he felt, has he seen? And not just on the field as well. Dimmer's had a profound impact on the Suns. Is this their year? And again, I go back to AFL and that influence here in Rugby League Heartland. Imagine if the Suns make the finals for the first time. Huge. Uh, Caught up with Josh Dunkley last night too at the Brisbane Lions season launch. I'm going to play you the chat that he and I had. He'd just been announced vice-captain or co-vice-captain alongside Hugh McCluggage. What about that? Josh Dunkley's been at the club 12 months. His impact immediate because they voted on the leadership group And Chris Fagan explained last night that 56 players and staff all voted Josh Dunkley into that leadership role, vice-captain. There were 57 who were voting, 56 voted for Josh Dunkley. Fagan said the only person who probably didn't vote for Josh Dunkley was Josh Dunkley. Uh, It's an amazing chat. It's an amazing insight. I, I, I can't remember being impressed for a long time by an athlete. Every time Josh Dunkley speaks, I walk away either feeling empowered, uh, lifted up, uh, or just more knowledgeable. And I'm going to share with you the chat that he and I had last night. Amazing stuff. And the NFL star, no, 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 not Tom Brady, but the NFL star 
who really helped change his perspective on the game. Can't wait to play you that one. Josh Dunkley coming up a little later today. Uh, we're going to touch base with an Olympic star. I'm going to say in the making, she has been and represented Australia at the Olympics. Uh, Tokyo was in 21. She is a world champion in the sport of BMX, BMX racing. This weekend in Brisbane, the BMX World Cup is going to be on at Sleeman Sports Centre. Uh, Saya Sakakibara, she is one of the best talents on two wheels in the world. She's here in Brisbane this weekend. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. As I started talking to you, what, now 11 minutes ago, a story has just dropped on the Courier Mail. Now, I, I was pulled up by a listener yesterday saying, hey, listen, this, this whole thing about war between the, AR, uh, between the NRL and AFL, it's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Like, come on, we're Queensland. We, we, we can enjoy the Lions and we can enjoy the Broncos. There's room for all to play. Yeah, it's fair. But when the AFL come out and say they've got a billion-dollar war chest over the next 10 years to, to spend on development and growth in the game, and one of their main targets is Queensland and New South Wales, rugby league heartland or non-traditional AFL heartland, well, th- that is a declaration of war. We're, com- <clears throat> we're coming and we're armed to the teeth with cash. Well, on the back of that, this has just dropped in the last five minutes on the Korea Mail's website. The NRL's record revenue results declared as code dethrones AFL as the biggest game in Australia. I'm just getting my head around this, but the financial report is in. And... The billion-dollar empire that is the NRL is celebrating its greatest revenue in rugby league's 116-year history. I'll take you through the numbers once I get my head around that. But there's plenty to come over the next three hours. Action-packed, fully stacked. But again, would love your input. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. Uh, 12 minutes past nine, knocking on the door of 27 degrees here in the River City this Wednesday morning. Um, As a footy fan, as a sports fan, consistency. It's all you want, isn't it? It's all you crave. Consistency. Uh, With refs, with umpires, with the bunker, with DRS, decisions, the calls, the judiciary, the tribunal, whatever it is. Consistency. That's it. So then what do you make of the punishment handed down to the brawling Broncos? Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan. What'd you make of it? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Outside the Gabba rebuild, and probably yesterday too, with the AFL and NRL going head to head, I haven't experienced a more divided topic than we did last week when we spoke about this. What punishment should be handed down to Reynolds and Carrigan? Half of you reckon Storm in a teacup. The rest said you can't get away with behaviour like that in public. They must be made an example of. Well, guess what? Neither happened. No example made, but also no escaping punishment. If you missed it, and we'll get into that in a sec, it would have been easy to miss. They are set to be handed down a $10,000 fine and half of that suspended. So five grand, lighter in the pocket. So what message does that send? The one I take from it, the message I get from it, inconsistency. Two years ago, and and I use this as the 
precedent set. Two years ago, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly got a match each for an incident that was much less than what Adam Reynolds and Parry, uh, Paddy Carrigan did in the Valley, uh, what, two weekends ago now. Much less. Sand Shoegate. That's right, Albert Kelly trying to scuff up Pat Carrigan, uh, Pat Carrigan's, uh, Payne Haas's sand shoes, just being a pest while he was full of it. And, you know, that happens. That's part of life. And I guess that's what Pat Carrigan was doing, full of drink, being a pest. Yet Payne Haas, Albert Kelly, get a match. It was a lot less public, a lot less people involved. We only knew about it because someone recorded it on their phone. Paddy Carrigan, Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds trying to cool things down. He was just trying to calm the situation. Again, we probably wouldn't have known about that except someone caught it on their phone. But there were other people involved. There were members of the public there. There was a girl, quite clearly, young lady in the footage, had to jump out of the ray or she faced getting barreled by these two blokes having a wrestle. So how does Payne Haas, Albert Kelly get a match, and Paddy Carrigan and Adam Reynolds just a fine slap on the wrist? To me, that screams inconsistency. And you know what? The NRL knows that. I'm sure they do. And this is the reason why. In the media world, there's a term called taking out the trash, taking out the rubbish. It's normally reserved for the world of politics. And what happens is at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, a media release drops about something they just want swept under the carpet. They don't want it to be prominent in the news cycle. When's the best time to do that? Five o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Most of the press gallery, most of the journos, they're off to the... No, that doesn't happen, but they have. They've clocked off. The weekend cycle gets kicked in, and most of you have clocked off as well for the week. So it doesn't get picked up in the news cycle. It doesn't get registered, those listening, watching, or reading, for most of the weekend. Taking out the trash, the stuff that they don't really want to have out there. They need to put it out there, but they don't want it to be on the radar. The email about the breach notice sent out to Paddy Carrigan and Adam Reynolds hit my inbox at 3.56pm. So 4.56 or four minutes to five, Sydney time. It's a classic example of taking out the trash. Now, while the breach notice was handed down for bringing the game into disrepute, the two players in question have five business days to respond. And that takes it to next Friday. And guess what? They're in the States by then because they fly out tomorrow. Now, they weren't allowed to publicise under the new players' CBA the actual punishment that was handed down or they could be facing. But a couple of well-placed calls to the club confirmed, yeah, a $10,000 fine and half of that suspended, so five grand. So again, one match and a $5,000 fine. Where's the consistency there? What message is that being sent? Are you cool with that? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Payne Haas had form. Yep, understand that totally. And probably should have copped a one-match ban, but Albert Kelly didn't, yet he got the same punishment. Adam Reynolds, he was the cooler. He was trying to he was trying to calm things down. Paddy Carrigan, full as a boot. He was the aggressor. So should the punishment be the same? I, I wouldn't think so, unless you're using the, the punishment as a deterrent. Now, I'm in the camp of this was much ado about nothing. It was a storm in a teacup. There was no crime, no one hurt, move on. But again... The precedent was set with Sanctuary Gate. Did the NRL get it wrong then? Or did they get it wrong now? Which one was it? Because I, I don't know. I'm confused. Inconsistency. 
Is this the consistency you crave as a fan? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Or, or should there have been a different punishment? 18 minutes past nine. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Gentlemen, my name is Dr. Evil. In a little while, you'll notice that the Kreblakistani warhead has gone missing. If you want it back, you're going to have to pay me... One million dollars! Sorry. One hundred billion dollars! Gentlemen, silence! Uh, Sam, you know what? That's exactly how I feel, just reading through these numbers in the air break where they're throwing millions and telephone numbers out there with the NRL releasing its latest revenue surge and profits. Peter Volandis, as I just mentioned before the break, is declaring it is the biggest game, the biggest sport in the country. Total revenue for the NRL last season, seven. $701 $701 million. $701 million. An operating surplus of 58.2. I know they just sound like telephone numbers, don't they? Uh, in comparison, looking at the AFL, don't have a total operating revenue. Sorry, don't have a total revenue for the AFL, but their operating surplus, 27, almost $28 million. So there's about a $30 million discrepancy there in the NRL's favour. But again, that's after all the costs are taken away, right? That's your operating surplus. So what about investments and pathways and game development? Yes, this story is developing. We'll keep you across it as we get some more numbers. Don't want to glaze you over with these figures, but the NRL off the back of AFL yesterday with their billion-dollar investment in the game are saying that, hey, we're the biggest code. So don't tell me it's not a war. Peter Volandis is coming out fighting fire over fire. They're like two boxes in the ring slugging it out, aren't they? Left, right, uppercuts, combos. Here we go. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Maccas, proud sponsors of Little Legends. We're doing it all today thanks to them. They're supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. All right, let's have a look. The board is lit up, which is outstanding stuff. Uh, Greg, stand by. We'll get to you very shortly on the open line. Uh, John, he says, Ben, you're right. It is inconsistent, but it's the original decision that was wrong. Haas and Kelly shouldn't have been suspended. There we go. John, thank you very much. Ben, the inconsistency shown by the NRL doesn't even compare with the inconsistencies of our court systems with all the crimes that never get punished like they should. Oh, Pat, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, but are we not, we, let's, let's not open that can of worms. But you know what? I'm sure that's what everyone's thinking, right? The inconsistencies. We've got inconsistency in society. And we've always been told that rugby league and sports snapshot of society. So maybe we should just be wearing it. Maybe we should just be accepting of it. No, 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 no. Uh, our top five is going off as well, which is outstanding stuff. Thank you, Michael. Uh, ben, you can't go past Sammy Burgess with his busted cheek in that grand final. Or Sattler with his broken jaw. Michael, thank you for the text. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. I reckon he's a Bunnies fan there. But you're right. They're two of the modern day greats. Well, actually, I shouldn't say John Sattler, modern day great. But uh, two of the, well, two of the legends in folklore. Our top five today. 
performances under duress. I'll touch base with Tanner Boyd just to see how bad his shoulder was last year. And also a big shout-out to the Hoff, who's answering your calls today. He's come in this morning. His tummy's not really that flash, and he's struggling a little bit. So he's performing under duress as well. Not sure it's going to make the top five, but anyway, let's see. Uh, oh, 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 shots fired. Slam and Sam. Um, Greg, very good morning to you as I try and separate my two colleagues here in this studio. Greg, good day. There you go, mate. Yeah, very well. Uh, inconsistency with the decision on the brawling Broncos? Yes, big time. Uh, we'll put it this way. I was in the valley on the weekend at a box party. Something's got a bit scuffly and stuff like that. Police turn up. Say, boys, move along or I'm going to arrest you. Yeah. What's come of that? Not a thing. No. Not a thing. Uh, and so, so yeah. why are these four guys... Yeah getting fined $5,000 when the exact same thing happened to, let's just say, one of them was a police officer and the other one was a very well-known person <laughs> in the industry I work in. All right. But um, no fine, no arrest, no nothing. Yeah. And, 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 hey, Greg, and I'm sure there's a lot of people asking the same question. Now, obviously, this fine is handed down by the NRL because the players all sign contracts about not bringing the game into disrepute. Now, had Paddy Carrigan and Adam Reynolds had their little scuffle and there was no one recording on a phone, well, no harm, no foul, right? Like, no one gets hurt. There was no crime. Uh, does it even get seen or reported? But it has been. And this, not. No, and, and, but it has been. And this is where the NRL, under their own rules, uh, applying that fine. So as much as we try and hold up what's happening in society, what would happen to you or I, we don't live and breathe under the same rules as professional athletes who do have a code of conduct and can and will and have been fined and pulled up and suspended or booted out of the game, depending on how bad that breach of conduct is. Now, we all have codes of conduct when, where we work. Uh, can they fine you? Probably not. Can they suspend you without pay? Maybe. Depends on who you work for, what your employment contract is. That's just a given. But you'd want consistency, right? There can't be two of you doing the same thing and one gets one fine and one gets another. Or, sorry, a punishment and another. So did the NRL get it right first time and wrong this time or flipped around? I'm confused. What message does it send? 13 13 55 Winston, good morning to you, regular listener. I'd like to nominate myself for this top five. What about Winston? He's one of the biggest self-promoters going around. Oh, it's okay. He knows we're just having a friendly little jab here. I'd like to nominate myself for the top five. Footy trip, 2022. Didn't time my run. Day two started and the sun seemed to be setting on my weekend, but I battled on enough for the weekend despite being written off early on. Also, I'd like to nominate Cooper Cronk for the 2018 grand final. He went all right as well. He <laughs> did with a busted shoulder. What was it? A broken scapula? Cracked scapula? Winston, I'm going to cross you out of that top five, but I'm going to put Cooper Cronk in. Excellent. Keep them coming through. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Mick DeVere, not too far away. Again, development officer for the Broncos. What does that look like? What does it mean? What is he getting into? Is it clubs? Is it schools? I want to get to the coalface on this. This is where the hearts and minds, the war for hearts and minds is being won and lost in your household, in this state, and in the sporting landscape. 9.31, let's get a news hit with Vanessa. 
Oh, the Aussies are hoping they'll be blazing white balls across the sky in New Zealand. A sold-out cake tin in Wellington this afternoon for the first of the T20s. Three of them in the Chapel Hadley uh, trophy uh, across the ditch. Now, this morning, Patton Hills caught up with Mitch Marsh, the Australian captain. Uh, Spencer Johnson. Yes, the mild thing from the heat. And we only say that because he's just so mild-mannered off the field. But I'll tell you what, on it, he can put down those thunderbolts. Uh, his inclusion, Mitch Marsh, gave Patton Heels an insight. Hey, uh, he's a late inclusion, but in this part of the world, Mitch, as you know, we're big, we're big fans of Spencer Johnson. Um, what sort of role? <laughs> can, what, what sort of role can you see him playing? Uh, well, he won't be opening the batting. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, yeah, I'm sure that he'll um, play at some stage throughout this series. Um, there's no doubt he's an exciting talent for Australian cricket. Uh, he bowls mid-140s, can swing it, and bowls a really heavy ball. So um, he'll get an opportunity at some point, um, you know, with the new ball, and uh, it's uh, going to be exciting to have him back in the squad. Yeah, there we go. Exciting to have him back in the squad now. Whether that opportunity is this afternoon, I'm just reading in between the lines what Mitch Marsh was saying there. Probably not, but you never know. You can find out the... Well, today, 4 o'clock here on SENQ, our coverage from Wellington of the first of the T20s, Australia and New Zealand rocking and rolling. Uh, we know Steve Smith won't be opening the batting. It is a World Cup year. June is when the World Cup is on in America and the Caribbean. They're sharing that in that part of the world. Uh, it will be Travis Head and David Warner kicking things off, uh, at least in New Zealand. Uh, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, Mike's and in this text, he said, guys, can you confirm the Vegas games are only 60 minutes? Sounds a bit Mickey Mouse if they are, and not in Disneyland. <laughs> Michael, thank you. Uh, look, first I've heard of it. Uh, I don't think they are 60 minutes at all. Uh, we'll look into it. A bit of mirror action going on there, but pretty sure they're not, Michael. So there we go. Uh, whoever fed you that one. Uh, you can uh, cross them off the Christmas card list. Uh, Michael Devere, it's at 9.35. He is on the other side of this. He is at the coalface when it comes to play, uh, player development, game development, junior development. A legend with the Broncos. And you know what? He could probably crack it into our top five. Couldn't he? Of course. Performances under duress. The staples in the head. State of origin. Oh, and the staple gun broke as well. Actually, it... Even without nomination right there, I'm putting him in the top five. Have you got any better? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. And this is a situation where New South Wales players should have come in and helped the man on the ground, Michael DeVere. There's the, the stapler at work. Yeah, that, that's got to hurt. That has got to hurt. Oh, every time, isn't it? Poor Mick Devere. Every time we get him on the show, somehow this plays a slam and slam. But hey, it's a badge of honour because our top five today, we're looking for performances under duress. And we all remember Origin 2003. God, that was 20 years ago. The staple in the head. Uh, Mick Devere, very, very good morning to you, mate. Um, are you sick and tired of hearing you know, that? Or, or you, you, mate? Very well. Do you wear that as a badge of honour, mate, or is it the, the scar that just won't go away? Yeah, oh, certainly, mate. Certainly it's one of those memorable moments. That, um, you know, everyone sort of was probably the thing I'm remembered for the most. Um, so, yeah, I wear it as a badge of honour. 
especially uh, in that arena. You know, probably uh, state of origin, such an honour to play state of origin, and then and then to, um, you know to, for, for, that was a special game and and um, special memories. Although maybe at the time it, uh, it was pretty tough, but um, <laughs> but yeah, certainly looking back on it, yeah, great memories and and um, and uh, yeah, a memorable one for the for the highlights reel. Yeah, well, isn't that a shame that they remember you for that, mate? I mean, don't worry about the test matches you play, <laughs> the Origins, the Super uh, Super League, the um, the World Club Challenges, the yeah, the the hundred and sixty odd games of the Broncos. You know, don't worry about that. No, let's just remember about the yeah the stables <laughs> tables in there. Yeah, they say that they say <laughs> that people don't remember dates and that they remember moments. So it's it's, it's true. Yeah, well, but no, I had a great career. I had a great career, and um, fortunately didn't get too many of them. But um, uh, but, uh, you know, um, certainly uh, uh, fond memories. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Well, you, you brought a smile to a lot of our uh, a lot of our faces. Hey, the, the moments, this is this is good, mate. I'm glad you touched on that because I want to get into this. The, the, the moments that we remember as kids, seven, eight, and nine. We, uh, last week I was talking about when we fell in love with sport. What was that moment? And, and overwhelmingly the responses were whatever that moment was, it happened when they were seven, eight, nine, primary school, that, that's when the connection was made and the love of sport began, whatever sport that may be, whatever moment that may be. That's why I think, yeah. this is why I got you on the program today, mate, that's why I think primary schools are where it's at when it comes to capturing the hearts and minds of our next generation of athletes, of those who are playing the game. Right now, AFL seems to be winning that battle, but I want to get it from you because, mate, your role, what? Game development at the Brisbane Broncos and also development coach at Carina Leagues Club. Can't get much more coal-faced than that, Mick. What's, what do you see? What are you doing on a daily basis? Let's explore what the NRL are doing at that level. Yeah, I certainly, uh, I, you know, I was fortunate I got to be a professional athlete and play at the, the, the elite level and, and have a great career. But when I finished, I actually wanted to come back and, and work with the Broncos and, and, um, and come back and work in the game. And, uh, you know, I've had a couple of years over in England playing over there in the Super League. And then when I came back, I was fortunate a position came up um, in game development. And um, it, was a, it was a way for me to... The reason I wanted to do it was, one, rugby league would be so good for me. Mm. And I wanted to um, give back to the game. And, and I actually did it part-time. People don't probably realise I did it part-time as a player. Like when I came to the club, I studied uh, a bit of fitness, did all my personal training and diploma of fitness and, and um, was right into the fitness. Um, so I wanted to sort of go into into that sort of area. And then on my days off, I was, I was uh, playing with the Broncos. On my days off, I'd go and do coaching clinics at the schools with the with the development officers then, uh, John Dixon and Phil Hortz. Uh, Broncos only had two back then, but Wayne Bennett was always big on giving back to the game. And yeah. help and grow the game, and um, and so yeah, and I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought this is something I'd like to maybe do when I finish, get into coaching, and, and do that. So I did it on my days off. I did that for about five or six years um, while I was playing. I even did a bit over in England when I was over in there. Um, although it's mainly soccer, but uh, still did a bit. And then that's why I sort of was yeah, it was it was was teaching kids uh, to live a healthy lifestyle and yeah. and, um, and also promote. Um, playing, you know, playing sport. Main, main thing, participation, getting playing sport. But then it was actually in, involved with rugby league, which was what I was involved with and trying to encourage them to, to play rugby league and grow the participation in, in the you know, greatest game of all. So it just sort of worked out well. You know, I was um, 
going to go back and do that sort of PE teaching fitness sort of role and, and this role I get to do it all in <laughs> in that role so it's been it's been great so and mate, that, um, that, that's outstanding and that's exactly why we, I, I wanted to talk to you because you've been doing this for a, a long time that the responses that we've been hearing over the last 24 hours from from listeners to this program saying that because I asked yesterday what are your kids or your grandkids experiences at school and you know who's coming to the school what sports are coming to the schools to to do stuff and overwhelmingly yep. it was Oz kick the yep. AF, the the bag the the little footy the water bottle uh the eight week program that they do or it was eight weeks when my kids were doing it what's rugby league doing in schools or are you more focused at a club level or in club land no it's a great say. point it's a great point you make because uh, I've sort of I've been uh, you know, been talking to the NRL about this for the last sort of uh, 10 to 12 years. You know, I worked in the game, as, as I said, when I finished, I've been in this, this is my 18th year now, working in game development with the Broncos and, and obviously in Karina League Club, um, helping the junior footy club there and doing a lot of school programs. So I'm involved with both mm. club footy and school footy. And so, um, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's um, it's it's a point that I've always been uh, big on because the AFL really promote it well, and everyone knows about the Oz Kick program. You know, um, there's a rugby league are out there doing a lot of great work, but they not everyone knows about it. They don't they don't promote it as well as the AFL. I think they could do it a lot better. So they've had programs over the years called Backyard League and Kids to Kangaroos. There used to be Kids to Kangaroos, and and um, it's funny I talked to rugby league people who, who are right into rugby league don't really follow, follow AFL mm. and I'll say what's what's the AFL junior development program I'll say oh, I was kicking I've heard of that but then I'll say what's the rugby league one and they go oh I don't know I don't know what it is and they're, they're, they're rugby league people what is it now in 2024 because I, I, I don't know it's called League Stars now so same they've, they've changed the name over the years they've had a few different names from Kids with Kangaroos Backyard League and now it's actually called League Stars. Uh, the other thing, the NRL don't, they don't actually have NRL in the name either. They, don't, they just call it League Stars. They don't have like NRL League Stars or anything like that. It's, um, or, you know, AFL, it's AFL Auskick. And they've got the, national, you know, the, the big sponsor, um, NAB, that sponsor it and stuff. And I, think, I just think they really promote it well. They, as I say, they, they market it really well. They go out to the schools and they sell it as, a, as an eight-week program. They give them the bag and the footy and... And the water bottle, all that stuff, and they they brand it all up well. And I just think the NRL could do it a lot better. And I, um, I'm sort of keen to meet with Peter Valandis and and um, try and push it that the NRL can match the AFL in doing that because uh, they're sort of um, we're doing all this great work, mm. uh, but no one knows about it. So we could what the NRL could market it a lot better and make people more aware of it. Do, do you still get out to, to schools, Mick? Is that part of your remit now? Or is it uh, – because I'm just trying to get a taste of, of of how many schools may be involved and and who and where the NRL are, are going with this, with their League Stars program. Yep, yep. So I still do school visits. I've always done that every year. I've yeah. gone out to primary schools. And we, we got we, – and with the Broncos, we travel all over Queensland, up north and out west. And, yeah even up to the Torres Strait, and, and um, we we go all over um, and you know, do all those regional areas. Mm. Are, are, they, are they one-offs, uh, mate, or are they are they programs over a number of weeks? What What's it look like? Well, 
on re, we try and mix up the with the regional tours. We go out there and try and um, share it around. So we we go up out to all those regional areas and try and get out there to support um, out there for a few days, visiting the schools and helping the junior club while we're out there. Do a big junior clinic while we're there. So um, you know we might go up to Rockhampton or we'll go out west of Charleville or you know we'll mix it up where we go and yeah. try and share it around. Um, in Brisbane here, we've all got our there's about there's about um, uh, nine of us now that have developed obviously got all different areas in Brisbane that the Broncos support. As I said, when I was when I first started back when I was playing, it was there was only two. Now that they've grown it, so the Broncos are right behind it, um, are supporting developing the game, and we're sort of growing it every year. Um, we we go out and support school competitions. We sponsor school competitions, both primary school and high school. Um, you know, providing referees and sports meds and um, and jerseys that for schools that don't have jerseys and stuff like that so they can play. So there's a lot of great work happening. Um, and the NRL is the governing body. So the Broncos support the NRL as yeah. the governing body. And they've got development officers out there. But the, 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 the hard truth is they don't have enough. You know, there's a development officers out there covering big, big areas um, and they just can't get around to all the all the schools or all the junior clubs. So where the AFL have got a lot more development offers on the ground, foot soldiers, so, so to speak, and I just reckon the NRL uh, could pour a lot more funding, uh, money into game development, because at the end of the day, I look at development as, you know, you're, you're planting, that's where we plant the seeds, you know, it's, it's um, and at the elite level, the NRL is picking the fruit, you know, that's recruitment, picking the fruit. And in, in you know, you're not going to have the fruit if you if you're not, um, you know, planting the seeds and looking after the um, the growth of the game and, and then cultivating and, and growing the game and nurturing it. So that's why it's so important, you know. Um, and that's why I'm sort of passionate about it. And I've sort of had opportunities to go into coaching and other areas uh, up at a higher level, but I actually enjoy the development role and Good. helping uh, grow the game and give back to the game. So we just need a bit more support. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from the the TV rights and the, the funding and that. I know the, yeah. the AFL have just done a big um, big deal saying they're going to try and increase participation from half a million um, up to a million in the next 10 years and try and go into New South Wales and Queensland and pour a billion dollars into it. So, uh, you know, hopefully that makes the NRL think um, they're serious and, and the NRL have to get serious about it. Well, Mick, I'm going to let you get off this call and get and let you to get onto Peter Volandis and have that conversation because I reckon it's needed and you are the right bloke to do it. That passion you can tell. And as I said, you're at the coalface. You know exactly what's going on. Mate, thank you for sharing and, and thank you for thank you on behalf of our kids and grandkids for being there, fighting the fight and, and getting everyone involved in sport at a, at a school and a junior level. Mick DeVere, geez, calling it as it is, outstanding stuff, seven away from ten. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. One of the most awaited grand finals of all time. Burgess and taken by Graham. And Burgess has come away pointing at his, pointing at his cheekbone, I think. Something's happened with Sam Burgess. It's a cheekbone, Raps. Seven metres out from the line.
Yeah, thanks, Joey. It was a cheekbone indeed, and that's why Sam Burgess has been nominated in our top five today. Performances under duress. Yes, the Hoff has got a funny tummy, and he's turned up to work today. But more importantly, and more so, Tanner Boyd after the news at 10. Uh, last year, the Titans halfback played under duress. How bad was it? What did he do? We'll find out straight after this. Your text, your calls as well. Geez, they're going off, which is outstanding stuff. SENQ, your new home of sport here in Queensland. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Ah, uh, yeah, harder than a rock. It's our top five today. Who has been harder than a rock when their performance is under duress? Who's stepped up under pain, under fatigue, under duress to put on a performance that you remember? They go down in sporting folklore, right? We'll catch up with a hard as a rock Titans halfback in just a moment. That's right. Feel the energy. The Gold Coast Titans are taking over SEN. What about that? Get an exclusive Titans membership offer. Visit titans.com.au. Tanner Boyd, not too far away. All right, on the text line, Tony is in Bundaberg. Tony, great to have you on board again today. He says, uh, a badge of honour. Dermot Brereton, 1987 grand final broken ribs in the first 10 minutes. I'm going to say it was the first play, wasn't it? Yeah, just zoned in, bang, right on the edge of the uh, centre centre square. Uh, so badge of honour, Dermot Brereton goes down and he goes on to say, Tony, Dean Jones, his 200 in India, dehydration. Yeah, we had to what, spend a couple of days in hospital after that on drip. All right, so they go down, Dino and Dermot. Getting them coming through. Uh, this text, love this one. Hey, Ben, the NRL should make it free from under sevens to under nines. Free to play. Because once you give them a taste of the greatest game of all, they'll hopefully stay. Because soccer costs a fortune for parents. But I don't know the cost of AFL football. It's a nice one. Uh, Mick Devere, if you missed that chat, geez, that was pointing it, wasn't it? He is a game development officer for the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, he's also a development coach at Carina Leagues Club. So he is at the coalface. But I think right there, and it's what Mick Devere said, that the NRL does need to do more. We're doing some great things, but the NRL needs to do more. They need to get their messaging right. They need to promote it more. AFL Auskick, you know it. You're experienced with it. You're familiar with it. Your kids know it. Your grandkids know it because they play it. It's in the schools. What, what's the NRL's equivalent? I mean, Mick told us three different names that it's had. Backyard League, Kids for Kangaroos, League Stars. Does any of that resonate with you? Do you as in, have your kids done it? Do you, do you know the programs? Are you familiar with them? What are they like? Not a single mention of NRL in those titles, is there? Hmm. And here's a clue to what Mick was saying. He's employed by the Broncos as a game development officer. And Karina Leagues Club. Where's the NRL in this? So it's the Broncos who are getting into the communities. The, the, the club. Strong brand. Get it. Totally understand it. Great work, Broncos. But is that funded by the NRL? Where is the NRL in all this? I mean, we heard yesterday 
Ben Iken, Queensland Rugby League CEO. Well, they're at war with the NRL, or I should say the ARL Commission, because that's where the funding's coming from. Well, it's not. They've turned the tap off. That That's why there's litigation. That's why the <laughs> Queensland Rugby League and New South Wales Rugby League are suing their parent because the funding they need just to survive, the funding they need just to put on competitions, it ain't coming or it hasn't come yet. A lot of work to do. The NRL, 13-13-55-046-7-736-736. As I said, this topic absolutely going off. Uh, on our social account, social media, uh, Instagram, TikTok, wherever else you do get it, the, the, the comments are still coming through. It's, it's something that so many have experienced, and yet the NRL aren't waking up to it. That That's exactly the comments that you're saying. I'm just scrolling through them here. Uh, don't worry about the AFL invasion. It's already happened. AFL junior sport participation has, stati- has statistically taken over NRL junior programs. Uh, we are coming, says another. NRL, they're asleep at the wheels somewhere in the seedy part of Vegas. <laughs> AFL have the money. Smart and right people running the game. I hate that they're so good at what they do at a junior level. The NRL better wake up or the AFL will get stronger and stronger. I couldn't give a toss about AFL. I love my rugby league and it is the greatest game of all. So here we go. Parents, fans, they see it. They understand it. What's the NRL doing? Actually, here's a poignant one. I've worked up in Cape York communities over 10 years now. And the AFL come up once a month and set it up at schools. Haven't seen the NRL once. 13 13 736 Yes, our top five tough nuts going through, and it could be any performance in any sport from anybody. Uh, one of them making list, I think, and it's where we sparked this conversation, uh, comes from the Gold Coast Titans. They've got a big game this weekend. It's a trial against Parramatta out at Ipswich on Sunday afternoon. And one man who's going to be lining up in that trial, geez, he'd be like a kid before Christmas, I reckon, because he missed a lot of footy at the end of last year, underwent the knife. I am talking about Titans halfback Tanner Boyd. Tanner, uh, how how is the shoulder? Good morning. Yeah, it's it's fine now, hundred percent. And um, yeah, I've been been flying in since uh, just before Chrissy, so um, got the reps in and uh, feeling very confident and um, comfortable now. You know what? The question probably should have been, "How is the head?" Because while the shoulder physically fine, it, it's it's about mentally getting in and, and making those tackles and and doing the hard runs, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, and. Yeah, I think just having the confidence now, having those reps just before Chrissy and um, yeah, now after Chrissy, it's um, been good for me. So um, yeah, I'm feeling very confident, and um, it's actually better than what it was. You know, last last year I, I did it pretty early last year, and um, it was definitely tough to play the full year with it. And um, but now, yeah, very confident, and um, it's been a good rehab. Well, mate, I wanted to ask you about that. When did you do it? And you were. And how long were you carrying it for? It was it was over three months, wasn't it? Yeah, I did it round three. Oh, um, yeah, pretty early. Uh, that was the that was the first first time I popped it out. So um, yeah, did it pretty early, and then did it another three times um, throughout the year. But just had to kind of stay on top of it and rehab it. it. Was it was a bit of a pain in the bum, but um, that's just rugby league, I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, like needles every week to play? No, nah, not needles. It was just more trying to just rehab, keep keep it as stable as I can and yeah. um, and then just strap it and wear a brace and, um, yeah, just hope for the best, really. It was, yeah, it was tough, but, um, yeah, I kind of got used to it in the end. <laughs> well, mate, now better and bigger than, than ever. It's, it's backfiring, you're backfiring, and that combination with Foz is just another year uh, longer and older, stronger. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And you can definitely feel that and see it. And um, yeah, it's just kind of second nature now. We kind of know where each other are and um, our little calls. It's, um, yeah, it's funny just having that, that actually extra preseason has, has been awesome and um, it's definitely exciting for us. Tanner, confidence in the shoulder, but also I'm tipping a bit of confidence out of what Desi said publicly about you before Christmas where, you know, there were rumours floating around that you maybe, you know, are you the number one halfback of the Titans? What's going on? And Desi said, nah, he's in our plans. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, nah, it's awesome. Um, having that having that backing from Desi and, um, yeah, that's what I love about Desi. He just backs his players to the hills and, um, yeah, I just want to reward him and, um, yeah, do him proud. So um, he's been so good for me and my development. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait to keep learning off him and um, playing good footy. He went all right as a player too in the halves. Yeah, I heard. Fozzie always gives it to him. Um, apparently he couldn't catch a pass or kick for a halfback, but he still makes Australia. He always gives it to him. It's pretty funny, but um, – uh, but I heard he was a, a tough old bastard. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he goes all right. All right. For a number seven, he can't, can't pass or kick. <laughs> what what does what does he pass on to you? I mean, we've heard what he said publicly about you, but what's he say behind closed doors? What's what's the biggest thing you've taken from him? No, he just keeps things real simple and um, makes my role really easy. And um, he just wants us to defend well. And, um, and then in the tack, just... Keep it real simple. Use my running game and um, whatever attack shape, just keep it simple and um, and then just do it well. So, um, yeah, it's pretty easy to go out there and, and nail that and um, that's what, what I'll aim to do. All right. Glad you mentioned your running game. I reckon it's one of your biggest strengths. So that's what we're going to see from yourself, Foz, and the Titans this year, that, that direct attack, that running attack. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely something I want to um, improve on and um, I know I got it there. Just got to get out and do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Tanner Boyd, my guest this morning, is all part of the Titans takeover here at SEN. Uh, Parramatta is their first assignment, uh, well, at least this weekend anyway, in the, well, it's actually, it's your final trial before uh, before the, the season starts. What what are you looking for and what do you expect against Parramatta? They've named a fairly fairly large side as well. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's obviously going to be um, a big contest and um, we know, they're going to be coming out firing. And um, now we just want to kind of focus on us and um, work on the things that we've been doing in the preseason. And um, that's a big one. And um, especially in our defence, we want to nail our defence and um, do all those things that we focus pretty hard on. So, Mate, it's like you're reading my notes. Like, because I was about to get into defence. <laughs> You've just mentioned it, <laughs> which is good. And it's twofold, this question. One, look, as a, as a halfback or as a, as a back, you hear about once your defence is right, everything else falls into place. That mm. gives you your confidence. So talk to me about your defence and also talk to me about what goes on in Desi's dojo. 
Is that yeah. is that about? I mean, is that only and about defence, or is there there more mystique about it? No, no. Our, our defence has been obviously a massive focus this preseason, and um, we've done a lot of work on it. And um, yeah, there's been a lot of detail around that, and um, it's been yeah something that we've really really concentrated on. And um, and then in in the dojo, it's, uh, that's more rest, our wrestle and. Um, yeah, we fly in a bit and rip into each other there, and um, it's a hot, it's a hot old thing. But um, we, we've learned to love it, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a part of us now, and something we 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 love. For those who haven't seen it or have no idea what we're talking about with the dojo, I- explain it to us. It's just a big marquee, this big marquee tent that says he's whipped up, and <laughs> I remember he's one of his interview when he first, well, he reckons he could have. Funerals, weddings, anything in it. He's, he he likes to make a joke about it, but um, yeah, it's just a big tent, basically. A big tent in the middle of the hot, hot summer sun, all the walls mm. down, and, and what padding on the floor? Yeah, just wrestle mats on the floor. Mm. There's fans in there, but those fans just seem to circulate the heat like a sauna. And it's <laughs> and it's just blokes ripping in and wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Old school. I love it. (laughs) Now, mate, what about, excuse me, your off-season? Not only rehabbing the shoulder, getting that right and the confidence, but for me, I reckon you've done the hardest thing a bloke has to do in life, (laughs) and and that's ask someone to marry them. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was obviously a special moment for me and my fiance, and um, yeah, got, got to do it in Hawaii, which was pretty cool, and um, well, that, takes, that takes half well. the pressure. That takes half the pressure off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> nice yeah. location. Yeah I, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess it does. And um, yeah, no, it was special. I got to have mum and dad and my brother and his his partner there as well. So, oh, nice. um, yeah, it was definitely definitely a special moment, and um, it was good off season. Yeah, sweaty palms, throat going. Oh, the definitely. Voice, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I did. I did it on the boat. So just before I got on the boat, I uh, yeah, I was pretty nervous and. Um, yeah, we, there was a fair few people on the boat, so we got a big cheer. It was pretty embarrassing, but <laughs> oh, public right. as well. How yeah, it was. Well, I didn't expect that many people to be on the boat, but anyway, <laughs> well laid plans, mate. Well laid plans. Hey, listen, yeah. we, we look forward to um to, to ripping in uh, this weekend, uh, not against Parramatta, but for for the rest of 2024. And of course, if you want to be a Titans member, now is the time to jump in and do it. Uh, Tanner, enjoy the rest of the season, and we'll talk uh, talk throughout it. Um, good luck this weekend. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. What a ripper. Tanner Boyd, exactly. You can feel the energy as the Gold Coast Titans take over the Sports Entertainment Network at exclusive Titans membership offers. You can do it by visiting titans.com.au. Exciting stuff too. Tanner Boyd, former Australian schoolboys uh, halfback, and he is in... Well, the best fitness, <clears throat> excuse me, he has been for a long time. The Titans under Desi. Cannot wait to see them rip in. That is going to be uh, epic out at North Ipswich Reserve this Sunday afternoon uh, at 4 o'clock. Right now, 18 minutes past 10. Calls coming through. Texts as well, which is outstanding. And an all-Aussie round of 16 about to hit the water at Sunset Beach. Shall update you. So much going on in the world of sport, including, oh, what about this? Some breaking news in the world of rugby league around a certain coach. Details straight after this.
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. News from across the ditch. They have decided on a new Kiwi test coach for their rugby league team, and it is not Wayne Bennett. Stacey Jones has landed the gig. He will be guiding the Kiwis going forward in the wake of Michael Maguire vacating the post to take up the Blues job with State of Origin. Uh, Wayne Bennett threw his hat in the ring saying, yeah, look, if there's a vacancy, I'd love to do it. Nathan Kalis was there as well. Um, Nathan Kalis, he was a former Kiwi captain, I suppose, so was Stacey Jones. But they have decided to go with Stacey Jones, and he is able to continue to work alongside the Warriors while stealing, uh, stealing, steering uh, their national team too. So press conference imminent from across the ditch. The New Zealand Rugby League is set to announce Stacey Jones's appointment as their Kiwi coach, Wayne Bennett, uh, overlooked for the job. Thank you, Wayne. But we are good with what we've got here. Mm, there we go. Interesting decision. 13, 13, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, let me have a look here. Hey, Ben, no one beats the axe getting out of a hospital bed and playing in the toughest arena leading Queensland to an origin win. Yeah, legendary stuff. Trevor Gilmeister, 1995, Game 3, Lang Park, as it was known back then. That was absolutely outstanding, wasn't it? We'll go down in, well, not only origin folklore, Queensland sporting folklore, but I'm going to say Australian sporting folklore as well. That's going on the list. The Axe could be top of the list. It's our top five for today. Performances under duress, 13-13-55. 0467736736. Doing it today, all thanks to Maccas. That's right. They're sponsors of the Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. Uh, all right, let's hit the open line. 25 minutes past 10. Uh, Mike, good morning to you. Benny here, Ben. I wouldn't have told you blokes even if I applied for the job. Yeah. <laughs> well done. That's a very good Wayne Bennett impression. Nice one. Nice one. Uh, Wayne, are you disappointed you didn't get uh, no I'll... anyway? That's what what uh, what's on your mind this morning? Actually, I was listening to um, Tanner mm. before, mm. and I thought um, those blokes would be too young to remember uh, Desi's uh, direct action one night. I think he. Ripped the door off, didn't he? At um, um, when he wasn't too happy with with the boys. And oh, it, it, Brookvale, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the yeah, door so, came um, came off the hinges. Not the only coach to do that either. Just quietly, so yeah. <laughs> that'll give him a measure. Uh, Cooper Cronk is my player under duress. Who um, yeah, um, one. Uh, but I think it was a little bit of ineptitude by the opposition that he was allowed to get away with it. Um, well, that, that's right. You think you'd, you'd target that, and you, yeah. knowing that he was winged, knowing that he was wounded. Um, you know, Mike, this sure. what, this takes Cooper Cronk um, to the top of the list in our top five because a number of votes are coming in from him in that okay. performance in the, what was that, the 2018 grand final, wasn't it, for the Chooks? Yep, nice one. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of some of your reflections 
on the um, Adam Reynolds uh, and Paddy Carrigan fight. Um, yeah, like it happened outside, didn't it? it Look like it was in a park. Yeah, I it was. Yeah. See any taxi? Couldn't see any taxi in the background, so no, no. I don't know whether that story was true or not. Um, but you know, yeah, look. Let's say if it happened, I mean, if you're drunk, you're drunk. Uh, they could have been in the middle or outside a nightclub right. near the taxi rank. And I think you said there was people in the picture anyway that had to jump out of the way. And, yeah, um, um, yeah I guess Payne Haas, he got a $10,000, $10,000, no sort of, you know, 5000 pay the rest later if, yeah. if you're a naughty boy. And, and, and Albert got Kelly got 5, half 000. of that. He got 5000 but they both got a match yeah. each. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you put a dollar figure on that, um, I, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I think we've been, been a bit light on with them, but were they ever going to get suspended, Ben? Were they ever going to get suspended? Like those two guys, well, the my, NRL yeah. needs them to play in the, in the Las Vegas thing. So, Let's not kid ourselves. Well, um, and, 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 yeah. he, and here's um, the other thing on consistency. Mike, and I'm glad you raised that. So thank you. appreciate that. I, 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 they, they, they could have served a one-match suspension in the trial against the Cowboys on, on the weekend. That, that's where they could have served that one-match suspension because what we've seen, and it's all part of an inconsistent ruling, and inconsistency is what I spoke about at the beginning of the program. All you want as a fan, right, is, is consistent. Consistent rulings from referees, from the bunker, from the umpire, from DRS, from the Judiciary Tribunal, whatever it may be. You, you just want consistency. And that's what we don't have from the NRL on this decision. Now, I'm not saying Pat Carrigan and Adam Reynolds deserve to be suspended at all. Storm in a teacup. No one got hurt, no crime. But the NRL set a precedent two years ago with Payne Hart's Albert Kelly. They did get a suspension. So there's inconsistency there. There's also inconsistency, and I heard Matt Rogers blowing up about this on Sports Day. When was that? Monday. The inconsistency of when you are allowed to serve suspensions. Jared, we're here at Hargraves, not allowed to serve it in the All-Stars match, so he means, well, he was going to miss Vegas anyway, but he couldn't take a match off there, yet some players were able to. Matt Rogers came up with a fairly good idea, I thought where you serve the penalty, a suspension, if that's what you earn, in the arena that the offence was committed. You take someone's head off in state of origin and get banned for two matches, well, then you miss the next two state of origin matches, and that happens to be in 12 months' time, and then so be it. Why does your club get penalised for something you did in a game that didn't even involve them? And flip side, if you're playing for your club, and you get four matches, does that mean you miss state of origin or a test? Should it? Or is that the deterrent? 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Get back to these texts in just a moment. Can't wait to play you, Josh Dunkley, as well. Caught up with him last night at the Lions season launch. I tell you what, there's not too many more impressive athletes I've come across in recent memory that just every time they talk to you, you walk away either feeling lifted, empowered, or just more knowledgeable. And Josh Dunkley is that bloke. So good. Uh, named vice-captain of the Brisbane Lions, which tells you something. He's been at the club 12 months, and there was a unanimous vote on this. 56 votes went to Josh Dunkley out of 57. And Chris Fagan said the only one that didn't vote for Josh Dunkley was probably Josh Dunkley himself.
vice captain. He joins Hugh McCluggage there. You'll hear his chat uh, that I had last night at the Lions season launch very, very shortly. Uh, your texts, your calls. Ah, but right now, time to cue Bon Jovi. Yeah, young years, it's exactly where the NRL and AFL are targeting, or at least should be targeting. The AFL is Auskick, we know. It's in our psyche. It's a brand name. Even Mick DeVere, who's a game development manager for the Brisbane Broncos, said, well, everyone knows AFL Auskick, right? So what's the NRL doing? What's the name of their program? Are they in the schools? Mick DeVere shed some light on it for us. He said, yeah, right now it's called League Stars. It's had a number of incarnations. Kids for Kangaroos. Um, what was another one he mentioned? I, 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 again, not, nothing about NRL in, in the title. So maybe there's a point there that they're missing uh, along the way. Uh, it goes into what um, uh, this listener has texted through. Thank you for this morning, Ben. One of the biggest problems with juniors playing is the costs to sign on. Maybe the main bodies, ARL, AFL, they could subsidise the fees. Parents of kids between the ages of 7 and 12 pay. Because they are getting out of control. Yeah, they are indeed. They are. And that's across the board in, in most sports, I'd have to say. I'd have to think. A registration, public liability insurance, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, that, that makes the costs rise up. But when it comes to coaching clinics, exposure in schools, primary schools, yeah, you do have to pay for Auskick, but it's negligible considering what you get. The bang for buck, the return on investment, all that. It gets your kids exposed to sport as well. Primary schools, in the schools. No, not, not club land because that can rely on geography and where you live and what you do for a living as a, you know, whether you can get the kids down to, down to a club, down to training. Uh, but everyone goes to school, right? Primary school, that's the front line. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Steve has a nomination for our top five. He said, Ben, this is definitely the gutsiest effort. Fonda Matassa. Oh, there we go. Anyone who grew up in Brisbane knows about Fonda Matassa. Most famously remembered for bursting out the back of an ambulance to retake his position on the field at Lank Park, didn't he? Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Steve goes on to say, I went to the West End State School in Brisbane in the 60s. We were a block away from Souths at Davies Park. Our school rugby league jerseys were provided by Souths. So we naturally affiliated with them and many kids played for Souths. Well supported. There we go. See, that's a simple no-brainer. That's up to the club, though. Should it be up to the clubs or shouldn't it be up to the game in general? Good stuff. Good stuff, Souths. Good memory, Steve. Appreciate you dropping a line, being part of the show. 13, 13, 35, uh, 55, uh, 0467 736 736 if you want to get involved. Uh, Josh Dunkley, uh, he's got an amazing insight into his leadership qualities. And, and when I say that, where it came from, the NFL star who had a chat to him about his game and taking it to the next level, and helping others around him. Unbelievable stuff. Can't miss this. Josh Dunkley on the other side of this break.
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Slam and Sam getting ready for the Josh Dunkley interview. Not too far away. Just want to update you what's happening in the water at Sunset Beach. Uh, waves coming through. Solid six to... Ooh, that one's pretty big. Maybe a seven or eight footer coming there. The girls in the water. Uh, there's an all Aussie round of 16 heat between Tyler Wright and Isabel Nichols. Isabel Nichols, the girl from Coolum, uh, is, well, she's got a four-point lead over Tyler at the moment. What have we got? About 12 and a half minutes of that heat to go. And Sally Fitzgibbons is leading her heat. That's just started. Um, we know that Molly Picklam has made it through to the semis so far, which is outstanding stuff here at Sunset. But oh, not the semis. My apologies to the quarterfinals this morning. She's up against uh, Lakey Peterson uh, when that comes around the first heat of the quarterfinals. Oh, one of his teammates has come running over and thrown the big high five and he's missed and got him right in the eye. I feel sick, Dale, clutching his face. Well, this is just pathetic play by Pakistan. Very, very stupid indeed. Uh, well, not the high five, but the top five. That's right. Today's top five <laughs> performances under duress. A bit like I feel sick, Dale. Um, uh, where's our list gone? Here we go. Yeah, we've got so many coming through, which is outstanding. Keep them pumping in. Uh, 0467 736 736. Steve War, 2001 Ashes Series, making a century with that busted calf. I think he said baby cow. Oh, yeah, baby cow, calf. Yeah, no, exactly right. That's very good. Uh, Adam, thank you for that. Uh, keep them coming through. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Twofold, our top five today on the back of Tanner Boyd. If you missed that at the top of the hour, well, what about that? Courageous effort from the Titans halfback last year. Round three, shoulder pops out. But he plays on for the next three and a half months. Yeah, it was managed. Yes, it was sore. And he guts through. So not the season he would have liked. He had to go under the knife. It's now fixed, ready, and uh, uh, roaring to go ahead of the trial against Parramatta Sunday at Ipswich. Four o'clock it is out there at North Ipswich Reserve. So on the back of Tanner Boyd's gutsiness and on the back of the Hoff turning up for work today under duress. He's got a funny tummy, but he still decided to make his way in. We thought we'd have the top five performances under duress and... Still funny, the Hoff hasn't made the list, but plenty have. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 04, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Uh, Last night, the Lions unveiled a brand new vice captain. Locking Neil Harris-Andrews, co-captains again, but there are now co-vice captains. Hugh McCluggage has been joined by Josh Dunkley. What an impression he has made at the club just 12 months in, and he was voted on by his peers to be uh, in that leadership group. Well, not only in the leadership group, but to be vice captain. I caught up with him last night at the Lions season launch. Josh Dunkley, vice captain. How does that sit with you? Oh, it's pretty nice. I mean, <laughs> as a kid growing up, probably never thought that I'd be a vice captain of an AFL football club. So it's one thing to be a part of the leadership group last year and um, even at the Bulldogs in years before that. But 
to be vice captain now is a massive honour and I'm looking forward to working with the boys as I did last year. Nothing's really going to change, but um, to have that title is pretty special. And where are my manners? I should have said congratulations first. No, that should have been right. the, the, the first thing. But to be voted that by your peers, by the staff, by the players around you, like that's, you've made an impression straight up. Yeah, I mean, Fags sort of talked about it tonight on stage about, you know, making that impression and, and having the impact that I've had. But it's just, it's just me, mate. Like, I'm myself and I'm, you know, I'm out there to help everyone and play my role for the team and whatever that might be. And um, Benny Graham, actually, you know Ben Graham? Yeah, yeah he, he gave me some good advice once. It was to look outside of yourself. When you start to feel like you're getting to a good level at AFL footy, then look outside of yourself and help others around you. And that's sort of what I've been looking to do. So ever since that day, I think it was 2019, um, I've been looking to do that and it's grown my leadership in spades. Like that's outstanding advice. Yeah. Like that, that, that's that's Yoda-like stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, it's something that always has re- resonated with yeah. me, and um, ever since he told me that, I mean, it, it's hard when you first come into it in the AFL system. You want to get a game, you want to play yeah. AFL footy, and um, you're thinking probably more about yourself than you are anyone else. And then once you get consistent games into your into your body and, and your mind, um, I feel that it helps to look outside of yourself and help everyone around you because then that can grow you. And Lockie actually mentioned it tonight on stage as well. well. I'm feeling like I'm growing just listening to this. I mean, it's, it's, it's great advice. It's held you in great stead. What's the best piece of advice now moving forward after the last game you played? Obviously, the, the grand final. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a hard one. I mean, looking back, you always, you know, four points. There's moments that we would have been, it's probably been highly recorded that um, moments we'd love to have back in that game. And personally, I feel like, you know, we've all come back with that, that hunger and the edge. Um, you know, it's a it's a milestone that everyone wants to reach as a footy club, and for us, it's just going to be another year. We've got to earn that respect back to get back to that level, and, and hopefully compete for a grand final. But firstly, we've got to make finals and and um, you know win games of footy. So that's what we're looking to do. I want to ask you about what are you doing different and looking into you know things at moments and stuff like that. But the premiership window, this team that you've joined has has won more games over the last five years than any other team. That premiership window, how long does that stay open? It's a good question. I probably don't think about windows being a real thing. I think it's more about the attitude and the effort of the group. Um, and if you've got that group that want to work hard and, and compete at the, the elite level, then then that window can be open as, for as long as you want. Um, so we've just got to keep the, the group motivated and... Uh, us as leaders as well probably play a big part in that so look forward to working with the boys moving forward and hopefully we can keep that group together and, and challenge for the ultimate success well I do have to ask as well the hair yeah yeah yeah. Harry Styles had a haircut and that was a big thing in apparently the, the, the cultural and the, the, the pop world and, and yeah. pop culture Josh Dunkley's followed suit my, my, uh, my haircut was a mistake it was actually my girlfriend went to uh, cut it and I thought you know with the scissors she might, may not mess it up too easy because it was really long okay. sure enough she was uh, straight down in the skin with the first snip and uh, we had to shave it so oh, no. it's her fault it's, uh, <laughs> she can't complain about it that's the only thing <laughs> But I bet you haven't let her forget nah, it either. Nah, not at all, not at all. But I'm actually quite happy with it, so I'll run with it this year, I reckon. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. so this is a permanent fixture. Maybe a little bit longer, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, nice work, nice work. Josh Dunkley, 2.0, I love it. Thank you. Thank you, mate. There we go, New Lions vice-captain, co-vice-captain Josh Dunkley. Insightful stuff, wasn't it? Not, not just around the haircut, but the advice from Ben Graham, look outside yourself. 
And then when you're at that level where you can just know and own your own game, then start to help others around you. Oh, wow. That's impressive stuff. We can all take something from that, can't we? Look outside yourself. Josh Dunkley, you can see why the Lions are in good hands. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Another warm one today, top of 30. We're punching out here uh, in the, the River City right now, knocking on the door of 29 degrees, uh, 10 away from 11. Uh, actually, this weekend, I wanted to let you know, there is a World Cup event with Olympic ramifications happening here in Brisbane. And there's, when I say Olympic ramifications, yeah, yeah Paris, but we're also getting a taste of what some of our... Well, sporting uh, stadiums, sports grounds uh, can be used for when it comes to the Olympics in 2032. It's the BMX Racing World Cup happening out at Chandler or Sleeman Sports Concept, uh, uh, Sleeman Sports uh, Centre. More than 220 riders from around the world. 27 countries are represented here. They're seeing the best on the planet go head-to-head over two days at Brisbane SX. It's called, there's plenty of categories, uh, the men's and women's under 23, the men's elite, women's elite. And again, we know that this is the home of the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games. So just one of the sport complexes that will be used there. And after uh, 11 o'clock, I'll be catching up with the best in the world and she happens to be Australian, Saya Sakakibara. Uh, her and her brother they were elite at the top of the level, um, but things didn't go to plan for uh, the brother and sister. Kai, we know, had a, a horrible accident uh, before the Tokyo Olympics, um, and his recovery is still ongoing. Uh, whether he'll jump on a bike and race again, you, you'd probably think not. But we can get an update from Sarah on that. She did go to the Tokyo Olympics, and, and what about that for her? Uh, She was number one ranked in the world and had a crash during the games where she suffered a severe concussion. Uh, And the best part of 12 months was almost wiped out for her. Yet 2023 comes back, overcame the fear of riding. And I want to drill down on that with her. I mean, that's the thing. If you have a, a massive crash like that, getting back behind the wheel, getting back on the horse, getting back on the bike, whatever you want to call it, getting back in the water. That is a massive fear to overcome. So it takes a lot of mental fortitude and hurdles. But not only did she overcome that fear, but she became world champion again. And she'll be on display here along with uh, uh, plenty of other riders uh, trying to get their uh, skills and ticket to Paris, which is coming up uh, this year for the 2024 Olympics. BMX racing, you know, it's one of these things that as a kid, we always had BMX bikes and we always raced, isn't it? Now it's an Olympic sport. Outstanding stuff. 13, 13, 55, 04, 67, 736, 736. Uh, just getting some word through too, some more breaking news out of the world of the NRL. Uh, the Cowboys and the Dragons look set to have, well, the Cowboys look like they have uh, released Luciana Leilua. And he has just signed with the Dragons. More details as they come to hand here. Jeez, it's been a day of breaking news, hasn't it? SENQ, your new home of sport. Keep it locked here, 693 AM, 1620 on the Gold Coast, or the best place to listen on your phone, on the app. SEN, the new home of sport here in Queensland. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. 
And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Yeah, not so much Cannonball, but Dragons fans, sit down. Luciana Leilua is effectively transferring to the Dragons, the Red V, a three-year deal. The back rower, edge forward from the Cowboys, according to James Hooper on Fox Sports, is getting paid $2.7 million over three years. So nine hundred grand a season. Wow. That opens things up a bit, doesn't it? Dragons fans, how do you feel about that? A big name signing coming your way. Edge forwards. Are they worth that much? Obviously, because that's what someone's paid. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. We'll continue our drive down the M1 after this too. We've heard what's happening in Disneyland with the Titans. What about Dimmer's World? The Suns. We'll peek behind the curtains there after the news. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Four minutes past 11. It's been a morning of breaking news. Thanks for your company. Luciana Leilua is off to the Dragons from the Cowboys. 2.7 million over three years, a report. So what's that, 900,000 a season? Uh, Wayne Bennett has missed out on the Kiwis job. Stacey Jones is set to be announced uh, this afternoon across the ditch as the new coach of the Kiwis. And the NRL have unveiled a record operating surplus, 58.2 million Record total revenue as well, $700 million last year. Revenue coming through. Wow. $1 million. Yeah, a bit more than that, Dr. Evil. I tell you what, 700 times that. I wonder what Ben Eichen and the QRL are thinking about that and the New South Wales Rugby League and those in game development and promotion. Yesterday, and it is still a hot topic, hot button topic. Uh, you're, you're still posting, leaving comments, texts on Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever it may be, the, how you're uh, engaging with the program. The AFL and the money they're spending here in Rugby League Heartland and what they're going to be spending over the next 10 years and, and what the NRL is doing, they are poles apart. It's why I caught up with Mick DeVere. Yeah, Broncos legend, uh, Test legend, New South Wales origin. Uh, but right now... And has been for the best part of 20 years. He's been part of the Broncos game development and also coaching development out at Carina Leagues. So, so what are the NRL doing? What's rugby league doing in this state at, at that school level to try and capture the hearts and minds of the six, seven and eight-year-olds? There's a lot of great work happening. Um, and the NRL is a governing body. So the Broncos support the NRL as a yeah. governing body. And they've got development officers out there. But the... The, the the hard truth is they don't have enough. You know, there's a developers out there covering big big areas, um, and they just can't get around to all the all the schools or all the junior clubs. So, well, there we go. Can't get around to all the areas, junior schools, and we've been hearing comments, your comments coming through today, like this one. I've worked up in Cape York in the communities for over ten years now, and AFL come up once a month, and they set up at schools. 
Haven't seen the NRL once. Uh, this one, they've done their homework and scored well. The NRL don't seem to be interested in junior football. Well, that's not the case. It just doesn't seem to be the investment there. Well, maybe that's what you're saying. There's no investment in the development of junior players, and it's obvious that school rugby league is more of a viable option for them. So the schools and the elite schools, like your Kiva Parks and Palm Beach Crumbin, Wavell, uh, Marsden, yeah, those programs are great, but that's high school. You've got to get them engaged. Uh, Mick DeVere, I'll play you some of this a little bit later too. Mick DeVere, geez, it was a great comment where he said, you know, we've got to plant the seeds. That's what we do at our level, junior development, planting the seeds. And it's the NRL that comes along and picks that fruit. But the fruit ain't there if the seeds aren't planted. AFL are investing millions into grassroots footy over the next few years. What's the NRL doing with that money? Oh, they're going for a, a big drink with the boys in Vegas. It's not the exact words, but yes, I've modified that. One's a professional run outfit, like a business. The the other is a local pub comp. These are just some of the comments that you are leaving on our social media. The text coming through, keep them firing up. Uh, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Hey, Ben, it's Stumpy from the Sunshine Coast. What about Gilly? Trevor Gilmeister coming out of hospital to play in State of Origin. He checked himself out. Yeah, our top five. Performances under duress. Couple of votes coming through for Gilly. In fact, I think he just might overtake that on that vote there of Cooper Cronk at the top of the list. Our top five today, performances under duress. We heard from Tanner Boyden, his performance under duress last hour. Uh, let's continue our ride down the M1. We've peered behind the curtain of Desi's world, if you like. The Titans, yeah, new coach, Desi Hasler. Or, or what about the Suns? What about the Suns? The other D, Dimmer, Damien Hardwick has taken over there. Um, and we, we saw last night on 7 News some of the changes he's made. What about the players? How have they responded to Damien Hardwick? And what has that had on the playing group? Well, let's find out. Uh, Nick Holman is a Suns defender. Heart and soul of the Suns too. Nick, good morning. The Damien Hardwick effect. Good morning, mate. Um, yeah, uh, thank good. He's just he's brought in a lot of energy and obviously a new game plan and um, all that aura that comes with him. So um, it's been exciting working with him for the last three or four months and now we get to put it into practice. All right, that's the on-field stuff. We'll get into that in just a moment. But we ran an interview with Dimart last night on 7 News where he said one of the first things he did when he came into the joint was he had to look inside the building. And he said it was a little bit stale. He said, I hate using this term as a bit like a call centre. So he moved things around, knocked a few walls down, open plan, just to get everyone connected. He um, he is, he's come in and that's the, that's the thing with him. He's brought in, um, he's really big on connection, um, both on and off the field. And particularly off the field, he felt like we needed a bit of change around the, the facility. And um, he brought that in. It's been really good. So... Um, yeah, he knocked out a few walls, as you said, and um, set up some couches and areas for us to hang out and have coffees and get to know each other a bit more. He said, yeah, it's not about the footy talk. It's more the water cooler chat where you can just get away from footy and, and talk and be human. Yeah, just learn a bit more about um, people sometimes you otherwise wouldn't if you if you didn't have that opportunity. So, um, yeah, well, I guess um, there's gaps in our schedule for us to, for us to train and then for us to connect and hang out outside of that. 
And see, mate, for, for those listening, we, we think, right, y- your teammates, y- you get together, you've got that bond that's there anyway. But it's a lot more than that, isn't it? You know, have you seen or felt the difference, felt that connection since that's all happened on field? Is, is there a different aura, feel, vibe because of it? Um, well, I'm not, not really sure if it's 100% because of that, but I think that adds to it. Um, but the, the, definitely the aura of Zimmer coming in and then um, I think the excitement that brought, but the new game plan and um, boys working together, learning and, um, yeah, thriving in that environment. Oh, good stuff. Now, mate, I know we're not here to talk about interior decorating and, and, and what's been going on inside, but I just think it's a fascinating part and also it is a big part of that connection and building new cultures, building a, a, a new team ethos. On the park, you get to play the Lions tomorrow night. Uh, six quarters. No, I can't say quarters because that's does not technically right, is it? Six, <laughs> six, six terms? <laughs> six? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? I mean, obviously, you're taking on a team that made a grand final. Good test for you guys. But what, what are you hoping to get out of tomorrow night? Oh, I'm just hoping... Uh, well, it's a little bit of a free hit, really, isn't it? Like, we... We get to play footy, but we get to play against opposition and um, test our game plan against opposition because uh, all pre-season it's been against each other. So I'm looking forward to playing opposition. Um, it's even better for us that it's Brisbane, um, given the rivalry and they play in the granny and the nature of their team. So um, it should be exciting. Six turns. Um, definitely looking forward to playing footy again. Is there feeling in it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just between, just between you and me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just between us and the listeners. Um, yeah, well, I, I, it's a game of footy in the end, and um, yeah, obviously we knocked them off last year, and we all know what happened there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just a game of footy, and once we cross the line, whatever happens, happens. So Nick, we'll Nick, you're about to go somewhere, then. You, you're holding back now. And you, hey, if you hold back in, in trials and preseason, you know what happens, right? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not holding back. I'll just wait and just suck and see. <laughs> suck and see. All right, I like it. Hey, um, it, look, it, it's obviously the goal every season to, to make to make finals, um, that that's the bare minimum, uh, according to to Dimmer. You've got some really high prized young recruits, and and as as much as they're new to, I guess the, the list, they're really not new to you, are they? They've, they've been around through the academies, been around the team for a long time. Uh, yeah, young the young fellas we picked up in the draft this year from the academy are um, quite amazing, actually, um, to see their development. Over not just since they've been at the club, but uh, they've been in the academy and around the club for a number of years. So um, it's good to have them on officially, um, and it couldn't be more impressed with those guys. But um, we're certainly building a list that's capable to, to make finals and then win finals. So um, yeah, hopefully um, we can start translating that onto the field. Now, what about opening round? It's something that the AFL has introduced and it's it's a nice little swipe. It's, well, you know, rugby league's trying to show off its wares in Vegas and it's grabbing the headlines. But you, the Queensland teams, the New South Wales teams, just sneaking in a, a week early rather than everyone else. It, it's, it's a flashy concept. It's a good concept. It's an eye-opening concept. And, oh, look, who would you have straight up in round one? Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mate, it's a perfect storm, really, isn't it? Um, I'm so used to watching Richmond Carlton kick off the season, so it's going to be nice for us um, to be a part of that opening round. And um, Saturday night at Heritage Bank against Dimmer's old team, um, what could be better? Has there been talk about it already? I mean, do, do you this far out? Do you, do you talk about round one and and what plans are, or is there just just what's happening tomorrow night? Take take us through what a week looks like now. This close to the season, yet so deep into preseason. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's been we haven't really spoken about um, round one. Only the fact or opening round. Sorry, only the fact that it's creeping up on us. Really, um, I guess every week we just. We're just still trying to learn and um, there's parts of our game plan that we're just starting to touch on now. So um, we're keeping our eyes low. Um, yeah, given the new coach and the new situation, we're looking forward to putting that to practice against Brizzy and then um, I'm sure we'll be talking about round zero next week. Nick Holman, my guest this morning from the Gold Coast Suns. There's a real buzz around this team, not only because of the coach, but some of the young talent that they've picked up along the way. We can taste... Finals, no pressure, Nick. But geez, wouldn't that be good for foot? But wouldn't that be good for footy in Queensland? And look, this is what we've been talking about over the last couple of days: the inroads that AFL is making, especially at a school level, into to rugby league heartland. I mean, you would have seen that yourself moving up here. Oh, it's, I've been here. This is my seventh year now, and um, the growth in the community, particularly around schools, is um, it's actually been unbelievable. So. Um, I can only imagine that us playing finals will add to that and um, bring more eyes to footy and especially that of kids, more participants and hopefully better players in the academy for us too. When you hear that talk of finals, and I know I said it's always the goal, the benchmark, but when you hear, oh, this is the sun's year, this is this, you know, this is this is the time, do you, do you thrive on that? Is there something you run towards, or is the the pressure uh, going? Right. Hang on, just just cool the jets, guys. Like, let's get us into the first round. Well, there's a little bit of both, right? Like when you talk about it, you can't help but think and be optimistic and excited for it. But yeah. at the same time, it's a long year and we've got a lot of work to do in between now and then. Mate, I'm looking at the draw as well. And I like that for you, especially to start with. There's, there's a lot of games on the coast, isn't there, in the first uh, the first seven rounds. I think you're only on the road uh, three times. Yeah, yeah. There's um, plenty of games at Heritage Bank. So um, we're looking forward to... We we dreamt, we have been um, playing really well at home, so um, in previous years that is. So I'm looking forward to that. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, mate. Good stuff. Now, what what what's the ethos? What are we going to see as fans watching the Suns this year? What's the what's the word that's written on the on, on the wall or on the sheds before you you run out? What what is that 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 core mission statement for you guys this year? Um. Well, I don't really know the word particularly, but um, we're going to be fast and exciting. Um, yeah, and we're going to, it's going to be a team that the fans want to come and see. Uh, there's no doubt about that, um, both offense and defense. So, um, yeah, we'll play a high-intensity game and put a lot of pressure on the ball, and hopefully that brings fans and excites them. Mate, I'm glad you said that, because in that interview we played last night with, with, with Dimmer, he mentioned about getting a game style that, that suits this team. And as you said, you've been here for, what, seven years now. That chaos footy, fast, exciting, unpredictable. That that's this team. Is, is that what is that what you see you guys being? I I think we just we've got a number of strengths within the team, and um, 
speed and running power is one of those. And mm. um, I think Sim has brought in a game plan that suits that type of game style. So um, it's definitely exciting for us. And we've been training all summer. So, um, yeah, we can't wait to put it to work and um, hopefully see the fruits of that over. Good stuff, mate. Rip in tomorrow night. We uh, we look forward to seeing this. It's, it's, it's a nice mouth-watering clash for fans, a, a Q-clash coming early tomorrow night at uh, at Springfield at Brighton's home arena when the, uh, the Suns and the Lions go head-to-head. Nick, appreciate your time, mate. Good luck. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. Nick Holman from the Suns. It's 11.19 here on SENQ. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Ah, yes, the pathway to Paris, the Olympic Games of 2024, well and truly underway. And this weekend here in Brisbane, there is an event that is underway that will have Olympic ramifications, Olympic ranking points up for grabs, and it's happening out at the Sleeman Sports Complex. So I'm talking about the UCI BMX Racing World Cup. 223 riders from 27 countries around the world that have descended here into Brisbane, including our own world champion and Olympian herself, who's on the line right now, Saya Sakakibara. Saya, very good morning. Welcome to Brisbane. Um, you're looking forward to the weekend, no doubt. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for having me. And yeah, I think you did a great intro to the events that's happening this weekend. Um, Honestly, yeah. Like as you said, there's it's an Olympic qualification round. Everyone is here to win and yeah, it's probably gonna be the closest to an Olympic event that's gonna be happening in Brisbane. So it is so exciting. Outstanding. So I, I want to get into a qualification, how that happens, how far away and, uh, things are for you. But before that, we, we know 2032 is happening uh, here in this city, the Olympic and Paralympic Games. Uh, and there's been a little bit of talk about different venues, stadia and the like. What, what What's it like out at Sleeman for, for, for BMX? What's it like out at Chandler there uh, as far as, oh, I guess, venues in a national sense or even an international sense? I think that uh, the Sleeman Sporting Complex, the track there has, yeah, it's one of my favourite in the whole world, in the world. And mm-hmm. it's for a number of reasons, but I think the, the, the hill itself, you know, it's interesting that every, every track is supposed to have a, a set of guidelines to make it the, the correct and like the same hill, but every hill around the world is, slightly different in its own sense but this one really is really good it's um it's it's to the specs and um the whole track is high speed it's super technical as well so people who get to ride the track before the event definitely has a huge huge advantage and um yeah it's just super super fast paced and it's fun so i think it's a great racing track and um, it'll be awesome to host the uh, Brisbane 32 Olympics. 
Yeah, outstanding stuff. Now, now say so I just want to tap into that a little bit more. What what makes a good BMX track? And and you talked about the hill. Uh, are there other elements that for the uninitiated that need to be part of a track? The the length of it, the time it takes to race. Yeah, I mean it is probably important to point out that every track around the world is different. So every race course that we get to is completely different to uh, one another. And I guess what makes this one really makes the racetrack really good is uh, like super open um, in terms of like the width of the track. So, you know, everyone kind of has a little bit of room um, to race and it's not all single file. So that allows like a lot more passing opportunities, makes uh, the racing a lot more exciting, a lot more technical uh, in play. Um, and it also does definitely comes down to like the shapes of, of the jump sometimes that when it's not built correctly, it doesn't flow very well. The speed doesn't get carried out like throughout the track. And it's almost like a stop and start each corner we, that we turn. So I think what makes a good track is, you know, that flow of the track. And, yeah, having wide open turns, wide open straights where you can make those passes and bring the yeah, bring that technical play tactical play um, into the racing. So Sakaki Barham, I guess, the, this morning. So, we, you know, as kids, we all jump on BMXs. We all make tracks. We all have a go at racing each other. When did you know or how do you make that leap into actually making it a career and being professional and, and, and turning out to be the, the current reigning World Cup champion? You know, it definitely just is like a flow-on effect, really. Um, as a kid, I used to always always follow my older brother, Kai. He was just so obsessed with BMX, and he had that dream of going to the Olympics, making a career out of BMX. And he used to watch those uh, videotapes on VCR and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of just followed in his footsteps. And um, in the end, well, as it, as we got older, we used we were traveling the world together and everything like that and kind of fell into this lifestyle of chasing the World Cup circuit and then the Olympics kind of came into the horizon and what was a dream before actually became a became a goal. Yeah. And that was that was something that kind of seamlessly happened um, just through just training at a young age, having that vision and having that dream, I guess, uh, to dream big and you know, what's, what's bigger than Olympics? It's, it's nothing. So, um, yeah, it's just dreaming big and just working hard and just continuing on just through all the losses and, you know, times where I had no motivation and, you know, keeping up with school and everything like that. Um, even through all those stages of life, I just kept BMX as something that I would do a lot. And it's just been just a single path that I've just followed and that ultimately just led me to where I am. So the, the country was introduced on a grander scale to yourself and, and Kai before the Tokyo Olympics and, and we know that that was held over till 2021 but Kai had his accident, didn't he? How, how's how's he doing? Kai is, yeah, going really well. Like he had a huge, huge injury uh, back in 2020, February 2020 and it's been four years now, and I think he's he's defied all the odds. Um, basically, just surprised all of the doctors that were on site, and um, 
he's made a remarkable re- remarkable recovery and he's now training um in rowing so he hasn't lost that uh support like the athletic mindset and he wants to go to the Paralympics um in 2028 in LA so that's yes. really inspiring to see and Dang. he just hasn't lost that motivation and that drive that I really fed on um growing up and what ultimately you know what he modeled what uh like hard work means what it means to you know work towards a goal what how do you set goals and things like that he still has that in him and um yeah it's super inspiring hey say it too i mean you you had you had a rough trot in 2022 didn't you uh oh actually sorry not 2022 the the, the olympics um when you got to tokyo finally you, you had you had that crash that was how difficult was that to get um back from yeah i mean that one was quite hard i had a concussion um at tokyo and yeah it was an interesting one because i never really experienced how like a lengthy recovery from a concussion that i in the past i would get me back on the bike within two two weeks Mm. and this one took about three months and it was just like a very confusing phase where i saw a lot of specialists and doctors they really couldn't tell me anything um and it was just super confusing and then by the time that I got back on the bike and I was healthy because I was so caught up in getting my head right and recovering from this injury I never actually took a break and like debriefed and you know shut off from BMX after the Olympics after going through all those emotions and you know I didn't get to have that time time of a way to have a breather and I think that that really was yeah, it was really hard for me, and I think I really felt that effect back in 2022. And then, yeah, I just really struggled with racing, and um, yeah, it just kind of goes to show like how important it is to have those breaks, um, because yeah, the emotions and the, like the emotional toll that the Olympics have, even just with whatever what happened with Kai, what happened at the Olympics. Um, without that break, it really just carried over um, to the next season where ultimately it ended in another concussion where um, ultimately almost uh, ended my career. So I think that that was like another big lesson learned where I did take some time away from the sport, really took that break, kind of, yeah, came back into 2023 with a clean slate and I think that was probably like the best thing that happened to me. Clean slate and then became World Cup champion. So before time is against, before we run out of time, I should say, what happens this weekend in Brisbane? Uh, what do you need to do to get that ticket to, to, to Paris as far as points and stuff are concerned? Um, it's it's definitely really, it's a very complicated qualification that I won't be able to explain, <laughs> but it's basically... Just keep winning, right? Just keep winning, um, yeah? <laughs> just keep winning. Um, just keep winning. Just uh, get... Uh, on the podium yep. and could, could and it happen this weekend is, really could, could, do you, could you get enough points or the process to, to this weekend to, to nail a spot down? Yeah. I mean, like we're really in a good position as a nation um, to take two spots yep. um, or two riders to the Olympics. And um, after, you know, the last few races that I've had, we're able to, yeah, be in a pretty comfortable position and, you know, with that, with BMX, anything can happen. So it's just 
trying to be consistent, uh, try to stay on the bike, and, yeah, we should be sweet. All right. Well, we wish you all the best of staying, staying consistent, staying on the bike, and, and ripping in there over the weekend at Sleeman Sports Complex. Saya Sakaki Barra, she is a BMX bandit of the highest order, the Olympics. She's been there and done that as Tokyo. She's now trying to qualify for Paris, and she is the reigning World Cup champion on show alongside 200-plus other riders, the best on the planet from 27 countries this weekend out at Sleeman Sports Complex. Uh, Amy, standing by with the news, 11.35 this Wednesday morning. Eleven thirty-eight. Great chat with Saya there, wasn't it? You can get a tradeswoman on your team with Megt. Megt, the proud number one ticket holders of supporting female tradies and their employers. Visit megt.com.au. All right, time to get some tips uh, on the dogs today. I want to bring in Luke Gatehouse, our great mate from Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. Before we get into the dogs, um, look. Crash Craddock is a mad fan of getting out to Albion Park, be it for the trots, be it for the dogs, and he always raves about the food. You're a bit more than just a, a racing club out there, aren't you? Yeah, good morning, Ben. We are. We're uh, a one-stop entertainment shop for people, and uh, part of that customer experience is having some nice food when you come to the track as well. So if you're coming out, don't eat before you come because you'll be disappointed <laughs> once you see the meals that are, are popping out of our uh, open-air kitchen area so you can watch our chefs at work as well. Outstanding. What is it, the, the the Paces and Chasers Bistro, is that right? That's exactly right, mm. because uh, obviously we, we have uh, harness racing three days a week and greyhound racing four days a week, so it's, it never stops, and uh, yeah, the chefs are always busy and the bar staff are always serving nice, fresh refreshments. Outstanding stuff. All right, now, what about tips today? Where, where, where are we racing today? Are we on at Albion Park? No. Yeah, we're at Albion we Park this yeah. afternoon. I'm, I'm actually at our Ipswich track today. Oh, so, right. Uh, I won't be at Albion Park. I'm, I'm having a day out here, uh, but I can I can multitask, and I'm actually confident today, Ben. Sometimes I I wake up with a, a little bit of a spring in my step and an air of confidence, and today's one of those days. So I'm giving you three winners today. Oh, bang! Uh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Race four, dog three. Travis's scrub. It's a dollar sixty, but uh, that's sixty percent interest in about twenty three seconds, so that's not too bad. <laughs> Race seven, dog three, Kingsbury, Wendy. She's three dollars sixty. I don't think she'll start that. Uh, she's really fast early and should get to the lead and win this over five hundred metres. And race ten, dog two, pretty baby. The round is out at about a dollar seventy. Nice one, Kingsbury, Wendy, three sixty. I might jump on that one. Race seven, dog three. Good stuff. Appreciate it, Luke. Uh, Brisbane Greyhounds, of course, the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. Uh, visit brisgrays dot com for all function and event information. Those tips again. Race four, dog three. Race seven, number three, and race ten, number two. Pretty baby. Let's hope they salute. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ.
For no other reason than you just like to really get under the skin, don't you? Just, I'm just going to play it. It means nothing. It has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. But there we go. Slam and Sam on his last warning, I would have thought, 11.46 this Wednesday morning. Uh, 13.13.55.046.736.736. Chet, thank you for your text. He said, mums are the ones that steer their kids mainly. And look at the demographics playing rugby league and rugby union. Example, big humans. And then look at AFL, lean and strong. As a parent, which way would they push their kids? Chet's thought on it. Thank you. There's a bear in there and a chair as well. There are people with games and stories to tell. Yes, what have we learned today? Exactly, it's that time of the morning where, again, Sam was just basking in his own glory of playing the GWS theme song and forgot to hit the what have we learned today bit. Right, what have we learned today? Um, caught up with Michael DeVere, the chief, Chief DeBeers. Uh, now, of course, after his rugby league playing career, he has been in game development, working with the Broncos for the last 18 years as uh, a game development officer. He's also out at Carina Leaks, where he is a game development coach. So... What does that look like at the coalface? We, we know the AFL are coming. Well, they've been coming for a long time, but they're now armed with a 10-year plan and a billion dollars to pump into game development, participation and growth. And they have their sights set on Queensland. So what does it look like from an NRL and rugby league point of view? Michael DeVere. It's, it's a point that I've always been uh, big on because the AFL really promote it well. And everyone knows about the Auskick program. You know, um, there's a rugby league are out there doing a lot of great work, but they not everyone knows about it. They don't they don't promote it as well as the AFL. I think they could do it a lot better. So they've had programs over the years called Backyard League and Kids to Kangaroos. There used to be Kids to Kangaroos, and and um, it's funny. I talk to rugby league people who who are right into rugby league, don't really follow, follow AFL, mm. and I'll say, what's what's the AFL Junior Development Program? I'll say, oh, I was kicking. I've heard of that. But then I'll say, what's the rugby league one? And they go, oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And they're, they're rugby league people. Now it's actually called league stars. Uh, the other thing the NRL don't, they don't actually have NRL in the name either. They don't, they just call it league stars. They don't have like NRL league stars or anything like that. It's, um, or, you know, AFL, it's AFL Auskick. And they've got the national, you know, the, the big sponsor, um, NAB that sponsor it and stuff. And I think, yeah. I just think they really promote it well. They, as they say, they, they, market it really well they go out to the schools and they sell it as a as an eight-week program they give them the bag and the footy and and the water bottle all that stuff and they they brand it all up well and i just think the nrl could do it a lot better and um i'm sort of keen to meet with peter valandis and and um try and push it that the nrl can match the afl in doing that because uh they're sort of um we're doing all this great work Mm. uh but no one knows about it there we go. That's a phone call Peter Valandis should take from Michael DeVere. Man, is at the coalface and what it means and what is happening right here on the ground in Queensland, in southeast Queensland, uh, trying to put up the balls, trying to hold back that invasion that is coming. Well, invasion that's coming. It's here. Auskick. Everyone knows it. There we go. A man who's played NRL, represented his state, country, won grand finals, and he's saying the tide is coming in way too quick from the opposition. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, Also headed down the M1 today, and we learned about what it was like inside Desi's dojo. Tanner Boyd, Titans halfback. It's just a big marquee, this big marquee tent that 
says he's whipped up and <laughs> I remember he's, one of his interviews when he first thought he reckons he could have funerals, weddings, anything in it. He's, he he likes to make a joke about it, but um, yeah, it's just a big tent, basically. A big tent in the middle of the hot, hot summer sun, all the walls mm. down, and, and what, padding on the floor? Yeah, just wrestle mats on the floor. Mm. There's fans in there, but those fans just seem to circulate the heat like a sauna. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's just blokes ripping in and wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding stuff. Tanner Boyd, Titans halfback. He'll be lining up for the coast against Parramatta uh, this weekend, Sunday afternoon. North Ipswich Reserve is their pre-season challenge. Uh, a fairly full-strength team uh, from both sides uh, going head-to-head head there uh, before their season launches in. Now, Tanner Boyd, too, he had a rough season last year. We heard about this. Round three, he popped his shoulder but played on for the best part of three months. Had to manage it. Uh, each week. It was really painful. So he prompted our top five for today. Oh, one of his teammates has come running over and thrown the big high five and he's missed and got him right in the eye. I feel sick, Dale, clutching his face. Well, this is just pathetic play by Pakistan. Very, very stupid indeed. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> top five, high five, if you like. Uh, performances under duress. Uh, where should we start? Number five? Yes, let's work our way up. Uh, well, Mick DeVere. Yes, the man we heard from the Chief. He comes in at number five. You voted that because of the staples in the head when it came to origin in 2003. <laughs> yeah, number four. It comes from the cricketing background, Dean Jones. Someone threw him up about the, well, after he was throwing up, scoring those double hundred in India. Uh, Dehydration came through and then a lot of love coming for Dino at number four. Number three. Yeah, number three, John Sattler playing the grand final for the Bunnies with the busted jaw. That does go down in rugby league and sporting Folklore. Uh, we hear the stories. That was one of the one of the great all time performances under duress. Number two. Number two. We're sticking with the world of rugby league. A lot of love coming in for Super Cooper, Cooper Cronk, and what he did in the 2018 Grand Final. The busted shoulder. How he was allowed to get away with that and run right as he did. What was it? A broken scapula. Yes, a lot of love coming in for Super Cooper in that performance under duress. But our number one. Number one. <laughs> yes. Of course, it's the axe. Trevor Gilmeister climbing out of his hospital bed, 1995, captain of Queensland, strolled down from, what was it, Brisbane Private, Holy Spirit, I think it was, down the hill to Lang Park and led the Maroons to victory. A clean sweep against New South Wales. That is performance under duress. Our top five for today. Thank you for taking part. Outstanding stuff. There's a list for you. The Axe, Cooper Cronk, John Sattler, Dean Jones and Mick DeVere. So three of the top five, sorry, four of the top five coming from the world of rugby league. Uh, Speaking of top five, we've just got over five minutes to go until we hit Jimmy Smith and the afternoon show at midday at 11.53 here on SENQ. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ.
Yeah, you reckon you know more about footy than your mates? Put your talent to good use. Play our NRL tipping in 2024. That's right, SEN's NRL tipping. Your chance to share in over 12 grand's worth of cash and prizes, including the ultimate NRL grand final experience powered by Ream. You can even start your own private league. Play against your mates. Have that banter. SCN.com.au. Get tipping today. Pretty simple stuff. Hey, Graham, thank you for your text. I was on the phone, couldn't hear all that interview from Josh Dunkley, Brisbane Lions vice captain. I believe he was sharing a message from Ben Graham. Well, here it is. Um, Benny Graham, actually, you know Ben Graham? Yeah, he, he gave me some good advice once. It was to look outside of yourself. When you start to feel like you're getting to a good level at AFL footy, then look outside of yourself and help others around you. And that's sort of what I've been looking to do. So, Ever since that day, I think it was 2019, um, I've been looking to do that and it's grown my leadership in spades. Well, there we go. Yeah, Graham, exactly. Great message from Ben Graham. Simple and smart. Hope that helps you out. I hope that helps everyone out. Thank you for your company over the last three hours. Until Monday, that's right, back with Corey Parker, Monday from 9 o'clock. Good luck. Good hunting. One million dollars.